Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, and we have another fantasy football exclusive episode for you. This time, we are going to do a little bit of overrated and underrated players based on their rankings, their ADP. So with that being said, I'm accompanied by my coworker Jacob Schrader. Jacob, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Allie. Of course. And we had such a fun time last week talking about the fantasy do's and don'ts. And I got a lot of good feedback about it. I had a few people message me some of their fantasy do's, some of their fantasy don'ts. So yeah. it was a good episode. So I figure we already had our preview position by position, but you know, it's one thing to take like a whole wide receiver class and devote only an hour show to it. So really, you know, when you look at rankings, people are always looking at the top 10. So I figured let's do a show where we take, you know, fantasy pros top 10 rankings for each position. And let's say, see if we agree with their ADP or if we think it's too high or too low. So with that said, let's start with the wide receiving core. So yeah, if you look at wide receivers, I'll just read off the top 10 right now. They got, this is according to fantasypros.com, how they have them ranked. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel, C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, and A.J. Brown. So out of those 10, Jacob, is there a name that pops out to you that is too high on this list, is too low on this list, shouldn't be on this list? Or is there even a name that you're like, why aren't they on their list? I'll, I'll give you the first go ahead. <laughs> yeah, to me, it's A.J. Brown. Uh, I just don't see him having an incredibly successful season. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think his position improved from last year. Was he a top 10 wide receiver last year? He could have been. He was okay. He's a good player. Uh, in, you know, he seems to be a really consistent player, which is good as well. But I just don't see him having a high enough upside with, you know, being in Philly, you know, competing with a recent first round pick for for touches. It's just not a good situation to me. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. A.J. Brown, to me, I've said it in many episodes, not just on the fantasy episodes I've done, but with, with Robert, when I do, you know, my regular Nothing But Locks podcast episodes, I'm just not high on the Eagles. And it all comes down to Jalen Hurts. I don't think he is a franchise quarterback. I saw him, to, you know, I, I watched plenty of him last year, especially in that playoff game against the Bucks. He just looks just so inaccurate. He looks lost when he has to scramble. I know that the, what the Eagles were trying to do, get him a veteran talent in A.J. Brown to go along with Devonta Smith to give him a great wide receiving core. But I just don't see the production there. It's kind of like when Kenny Galladay last year went to my New York Giants. I said from the beginning, with Daniel Jones, Kenny Galladay is not getting any production. I'm sorry to say it. So I agree definitely with you on A.J. Brown. I don't even mm-hmm. know on my rankings if I put A.J. Brown in the top 15, to be honest. But I will say, and I think you'll agree with me on this one because we kind of talk extensively about him. But one guy I see is 100% missing from this list is Keenan Allen. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I have the top, I have the top, uh, you know, scorers from last season. I have no idea though. Yeah. So this is based on my scoring in my league, which is crazy. Um, but uh, what, what's his name? AJ Brown was, I think like 11 and Keenan Allen was two spots ahead of him and Keenan Allen's situation got better 
right. over the offseason, and AJ Brown's got worse. Uh, you know, I understand. I understand Keaton Allen is old, but he's so dependable. Right. But you really have two incredibly dependable pieces on that offense, which is him and the running back Austin Eckler. Right, Austin Eckler's are <clears throat> he's <clears throat> sorry, he's a good player. He uh, he runs hard. He doesn't fumble the ball a ton. He doesn't drop passes. You know, him and Allen are really consistent. And Justin Herbert, as a as a young quarterback, he needs to rely on those guys, and he has done so the last two years, and I think he'll continue to do so. Yeah, and I have no issue with I would say one through four. Jefferson Cup, Chase Diggs, like that to me is that's where I would do the rankings. I think Jefferson is your number one receiver this year. Cooper Cup, you know, not a big drop off at all, not far behind him. Jamar Chase right there, number three. And I've always been high on Stephon Diggs, so I have mm-hmm. him on number four. Devontae Adams, listen, we saw his entire career in Green Bay. This is one of the, the top receivers in the game, one of the best receivers in the game. I just, I know he went to college with Derek Carr. They were roommates. I know they have good chemistry. I just, I don't see his production in Vegas mirroring that in Green Bay. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think, you know, I don't know if he's, I mean, he's he's clearly not the lock for being the, the top wide receiver drafted. I guess, I guess this year, if he was still on Green Bay, I would still probably take Cooper Cup over him. Uh, I don't think there's any case for Justin Jefferson to be ranked over Cooper Cup. I don't think there's any case for anyone to be ranked over Cooper Cup. Uh, That's just crazy. I mean, Cooper Cup literally put up such an amazing season last year. I mean, 145 catches. That is stupid. Right. Um, I don't know. It it doesn't make sense to me to have Justin Jefferson there. I understand this could be a a standard situation. Yeah, so this is standard scoring I'm looking at. If you go to PPR, he's still ahead. I don't understand taking Jefferson over Cup. Do you you see that as as reasonable? So – I, I see it as reasonable only in the sense, and we talked about in the fantasy do's or don'ts, like if you had Cooper Cup last year, is he going to replicate that ridiculous like record-setting performance? I don't think so, I don't, but I don't think he's going to have a huge drop-off. So in I sense, mean, he's going to have a lot of fantasy points this year. Yeah, I think both of them are. I do like Jefferson in the sense playing in Minnesota. He plays in a much weaker division than – than the Rams do. The Rams have a much harder schedule yeah. than the Vikings do. So in fantasy wise, that's the only thing where yeah. I can say that's where I understand, you know, getting Jefferson more points. And yeah. with the Rams too, they're just so multifaceted. Like they really do do, you know, there's multiple targets per game. They really like to share the ball around. And yeah. now you have Allen Robinson on the team, which I think is going to be a big boost to them. Same mm-hmm. thing with a healthy Cam Akers. So, I mean, I understand it. Gosh, you're getting me so excited for football just <laughs> with all this talking. But uh, and, and one thing about Minnesota is that the, the script kind of flipped a little bit. It used to be that Jefferson was the secondary guy behind Thielen. And Thielen is still great and, you know, still makes some spectacular, catch, some spectacular catches. But I don't think his athleticism is where it was three years ago, right? He's not beating defenders anymore. He's almost like a, a slot receiver that has great hands and, and knows how to get open. Almost a, a Hunter Renfro type player at this you know, point of his career. But Justin Jefferson is the guy who's taking the top off the defenses. Um, he's really good, actually. So like three years ago, whenever he was a rookie, I wrote a blog post and predicted he would do well one random week and he ended up doing it. Uh, so I've been a big fan of his for a while. I just, I just, you can't pass up Cooper Cup. That's just how I see it. 
Yeah, I think, you know, I don't think you're wrong drafting any of them. And yeah, I should, I should, uh, disclaimer, we are using the standard rankings. I know that a lot of people do do PPR or half PPR, but when it comes to rankings, I always look at standard first. So mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I mean, if I had the number one pick and you gave me the choice of Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup, I think personally, I would take Cooper Cup just because I saw his, I didn't have him last year and I saw his performance, but yeah. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't fault anyone for taking Justin Jefferson over Cooper Cup. Now, I, I don't know. I don't know. I still think that Justin Jefferson has a lot more upside just because I think we've yet to see his prime. I think you're right. Yeah. He's still a little skinny. If you put on more weight, yeah. he would do a little bit better. Um, let's talk about this top four, though. Okay. To me, Stefan Diggs is really out. He's really a, a bit lower than all of the other players on this list. I mean, Jamar Chase, it's interesting because he only had 81 catches last year. Right. But he had almost 1,500 yards and 13 touchdowns. His catches will go up, right? He, he'll, he'll likely have 105 catches this year. Um, you know, Stefan Diggs had 103 last year, but only 1,200 yards is not going to score the insane amount of touchdowns. I mean, he, he will score a lot because right, the Bills are good, but I don't think he's like a high touchdown scorer on that offense. He's kind of like a utility guy who runs good, like, you know, 25-yard corner routes. That's kind of Stefan Diggs' specialty. I just don't see him having the same upside as any of these other guys. Well, look, he, you know, his first season with the Bills back in 2020 was ridiculous. You know, looking at his stats, he had 127 receptions, which is just unheard of. You know, it's you talk about – Oh, yeah. One, yeah. Five, yeah. You know, 15, 35 – yards like that he had a solid you know he was probably the top receiver that year I think yeah I actually do remember that year he was he was quite good so I'm not surprised he took a little bit of a dip coming off that season you know he had what 24 less targets he had about what I'm just doing the math off the top of my head about 300 less yards he did have two more touchdowns so for me, I think this is still a guy that is going to get you the receptions that you want for your wide receiver one. So yeah. I like his ranking at number four. I don't, I really, I, I'm looking at the rest of the list. There's not really any other receivers. I think I would rank over him both in standard and PPR. I think he has even a better season than he had last year. I mean, if you look to his targets really didn't fall off. He had 166 targets in 2020 and 164 targets in 2021. So for some reason, his catch percentage really took a dip. I don't know all the factors to that, if maybe he was getting double teamed more or what, but I think that he does improve on that because, you know, that was just uncharacteristic of him. He posted his worst catch percentage last season. So I'm high on Stefan Diggs. I think the number four ranking is fair. I mean, who would you put over him? Yeah, I wouldn't really put... Devonta Adams or Debo Samuel over him? Yeah, I guess I I would put Ceedee Lamb very very close. I actually think Ceedee Lamb is is due for an insane season. Right. Um. I I I would be comfortable. To me, I see it as Cooper Cup being in the league of his own, and then those three, as well as Ceedee Lamb, rounding out the next group. Um. I just think Ceedee like the Dallas Dallas had so in in the last three seasons. 
the quarterback with the most passing yards per game is Dak Prescott. I think second is, I think the, the next two are Stafford and Herbert, but that's on top of the fact that Dallas has taken Dak out of so many games recently because they've been beating them, you know, their opponents 40 to two right. at halftime. I mean, if they're, they're playing a little bit closer games this year and CD lamb is the only wide receiver. I mean, that is so high. It makes me so high on CD lamb. Um, CD lamb's a guy I'm, I'm definitely going for this year. A lot of people love CD lamb and I'm not saying that with my New York giants bias, but I'm just not as high on him as other people are. I think that without Amari Cooper, you're going to see a lot of the double teams. I mean, Michael Gallup as your number two receiver, he he's not he's not a threat in my opinion. They just mm-hmm. they're one new receiver, Washington. He just got hurt. Who knows how many weeks he's going to be out for? So I'm not loving Ceedee Lamb like a lot of people do. It's kind of like I feel like it was like a DK Metcalf situation where DK just came out on fire his rookie year. And then, you know, last year he was just – he was a fantasy liability for the majority of the season. CD, I feel like he's a guy coming in that everyone expects him just to pop. He had a mm-hmm. solid first two seasons. But I'm just – I'm not seeing it yet. I mean, I know that Dak likes to throw downfield. But with, with that offense, when you also have Dalton Schultz, really – Dalton Schultz, I mean, I think you can argue is the cow right up there with the Cowboys' number two receiver. I, I think yeah, I would even – think he has more targets some games over in michael gallup but i don't know i i yeah i, I, I thought michael game. gallup was a running back yeah i mean you still have zeke elliott in the backfield but i don't know i think that i think that not having amari cooper really is going to make cd lamb vulnerable he don't get me wrong he's very talented receiver I just don't think he's going to get the numbers that people expect of him. Yeah, I, I don't agree. I just don't. I think that the Cowboys offensive line is too good. They're always you're always going to need to overemphasize the run against them. Uh, and CeeDee Lamb, I think CeeDee Lamb is like like as special as you can get from a talent perspective. Right. Um, just so quick and so much control of his, of his body. Um, I, 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 uh, I'm very high on CeeDee Lamb this year. One guy that, um, you know, he's one of my favorite fantasy players, and I just – I still don't think he gets the respect he deserves, and that's Mike Evans. Yeah, you love Mike Evans. I and really I don't respect love him Mike Evans. I really love Mike Evans. He's just so consistent, and he gets – especially with Tom Brady the last two seasons, he gets you the touchdowns you want. 14 touchdowns last year, 13 touchdowns the season before. He's just a consistent guy that mm. – it's like he's not flashy, you know – He's wow, not he is really him. consistent. He's super consistent. He's so, had over a thousand receiving yards every year in his NFL career. Yeah, pretty much. And he's like his last two seasons with Brady have been, you know, some of his best, maybe not yardage wise, but he's had some of his best seasons. Oh, so yeah. If you look at a team like the Bucks, where Chris Godwin is going to be out who for the first, I don't know, maybe six to eight weeks of the season, maybe less. I'm not sure. There's still no timetable yet that I've read for his return. Uh-huh. You don't have Antonio Brown there anymore. You don't have Rob Gronkowski. Yes, the, the the Bucks did sign Julio Jones, but you know we all know Julio Jones is not having you know like yeah. a resurrection year. I just think that it opens up the gate for Mike Evans to get wide open. Now people might think I'm contradicting myself because I just said you know the Cowboys don't have Amari Cooper anymore. 
But when Chris Codwin does come back, and like I said, you still have Julio Jones, who I don't care if he's had a lot of, he's had the last few seasons have been down seasons. He's still a threat. So I, and they don't play in a relatively hard division in the NFC South. So I just think Mike Evans is on going to be on track to have an even better season than last year. I think he definitely gets more receptions. I think he definitely gets more yards touchdowns. He's, he's Tom Brady's number one target, especially. With Gronk, yeah, he is. So, and especially with Gronk. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause Gronk was Tom Brady's number one target always in the end zone. And don't yeah. forget, let's not forget like Leonard Fournette is a, a, you know, he can catch. We talked about it a few episodes. So, you know, uh, defenses have to watch out when they are double teaming Evans that Fournette doesn't run, you know, some screens, some play action passes. So I really like Mike Evans. So, you know, I'm probably in the minority here, but if I'm on a draft board and I have to choose between CD lamb and Mike Evans, I'm going with Mike Evans. Yeah. So I'll tell you the only reason why Mike Evans is not good in my league. So my league has weird scoring, right? Where it's two point PPR. Okay. And everything is, is inflated, right. To kind of match that two point PPR. Um, but one of the ways we match that two point PBR is that an hundred yard receiving game is a bonus amount of points. I can't remember if it's four oh, or six, okay. but Mike Evans never hits that, right? Mike Evans goes for 80 ca- or, or, or for six catches, 80 right. yards in a touchdown every single game. And that's the same thing as going for eight catches, a hundred yards and no touchdowns in my league. Got it. So right? you, have, yeah, you have different scoring for sure. So if I was in a standard league, I would love Mike Evans, and I really I think he could have he could have eighteen touchdowns this year, right? Tom uh, Brady's yeah. going to throw. Tom Brady's still going to be the best quarterback at some point in this season, right? He's still going to have three or four games where he throws for four touchdowns, uh, and Mike Evans with with Godwin being out is is just going to see so many targets in so many new places, right? They don't have uh, a really good third down back. I think Giovanni Bernard is a little old for them. I mean, Fournette is basically a three-down back at this point, but right. he's not like an A1 guy on third down and catch passes. Um, and then, you know, Gronk being out is ridiculous, right? Mike Evans is the, now the biggest guy on that offense at 6'5". He's going to be playing those those tight – I mean, he could even slot in the tight end position. Um, I agree. Mike Evans is a, is, a, is a good – it's looking like it's a good year for him. Before we move on, there's two names I want to get your opinion on. And we kind of touched on it a little bit, but I, and we definitely touched on it last episode, I remember. But I really think Debo Samuel in the standard lead ranking at number six is way too high. I'm just, I'm like you, I'm not high on Debo this year. I think he's a great talent yeah. with Trey Lance as quarterback. He's going to be limited. So, you know, He's ranked number six here on Fantasy's Pros ranking for standard scoring. Where would you rank him? Yeah, so so what's been going on with Jimmy G? So basically with Jimmy G, he requ- he, 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 he he's allowed to pursue a trade. The Niners pretty much made it clear to him that Trey Lance is their, their starting Q- QB. Jimmy G is going to start the year off as the backup. Jimmy G wants a trade. He They gave his agent, you know, permission to go pursue a trade so far there hasn't been any bites so right now all indication and it's been happening all during training camp you know trey lance has been taking the snaps with the first team so that's crazy trey I think that's, is gonna be your starter <laughs> yeah i mean maybe you know maybe trey lance is is unbelievably talented 
Uh, I saw a lot of high high throws from him. It looked like he was trying to throw the ball too hard when he got in. Um, but, you know, we, we saw this happen with uh, another quarterback who wore red uh, starting in his second season. And it went pretty well for him. That would be Patrick Mahomes. Um, so you never know. I, I had Debo last year and I was really I was always worried about him. Right. I mean, he always used to have like one play where he would basically upend the game. Uh, he used to take screens for 80 yards. And the thing about Debo is he's so strong. Like he, he's uh, pretty fast, but, you know, Jalen Ramsey tries to tackle Debo and he gets nowhere. Debo basically shrugs him off. Uh, it, it's almost, you know, DK Metcalf-esque. So, you know, he's one of those guys that has the talents to just kind of, you know, make everything else irrelevant, right? Even when the 49ers had they're they're you know Kittle back even when the four you know they have Ayuk even when they're playing the Rams and it's a uh you know the total score of the game is under 40. Debo's still putting up a touchdown he's still putting up 150 yards because he dude this dude just makes plays um so it's a tough situation to to, to judge for me to be completely honest yeah I understand that for me with Trey Lance you know he has he does have a lot of raw talent. A lot of people comparing him to like a Josh Allen. The guy has an arm. He can chuck the ball downfield. He can heave it like, you know, 50, 60 yards, but his accuracy he struggles with. And from the few games I saw him last year, he does struggle in the pocket when it comes to moving, he can run. Don't get me wrong. But I think that Jimmy G was better suited for Debo's talent because Jimmy G is a game manager He can throw. He's not going to throw. You know, they're going to run always more than they throw. But I just felt that you could be more creative with Jimmy G. I think with Trey Lance, you're kind of limited because, you know, if you see him struggling to get the ball downfield, defenses are going to collapse on that. And he's not going to get the chance to run those, you know, roundabout roundouts. Like, you know, he's not going to get a chance to do those trick plays. So for me, I think this, uh, you know, a number six ranking is too high for me. I'm definitely drafting Mike Evans over him. I'm definitely drafting CD Lamb over him. So, you know, I would even probably take Tyreek Hill over him. I just, you know, Debo to me, I think, you know, he had a breakout year in fantasy last year. He is still a great talent, but I don't think we're going to see the production this year that we saw last year. Yeah, I think uh, San Francisco could run the ball a lot too. I think that's how they could open up the season and, you know, they could install more, more passes as the season goes on. But I think they're basically playing to win their games 13 to 10, 13 to seven at the start of the season. Um, Cause they do probably, they probably have the best defense in the league. Them, the Rams, probably the Chargers. Bills, yeah. this year. Bill, the Bills actually, Bills probably do actually Bills and 49ers. I think the Bills and 49ers are a little bit better than the Rams. Um but then again, you know, the, the star potential on the Rams can just change games. So I think the 49ers could run the ball a lot. So, yeah, I, I probably put put Debo. I probably put him eight. I switch him in. Uh, I switch him in uh, CeeDee Lamb and then I move CeeDee Lamb in front of Evans. You know, I still take all of them ahead of Tyreek, ahead of A.J. Brown. Yeah. To be honest, I'm taking Keenan Allen closer to like seven. Yeah, uh, I'm I would. Keenan seven Allen over ranking. Mike Evans. Um, those are close though. Those are close, but certainly over Tyreek Hill, certainly over AJ Brown, one bajillion percent over T Higgins. Uh, one guy I like also low on those lists, uh, two guys, actually Terry McLaurin. He's going to see so many targets in Washington, like a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of targets. And then 
I like Cortland Sutton, or or I guess I don't like Cortland Sutton. Um, I guess I was thinking that was. I mean, the thing about Denver is is Tim Patrick. I think right, he just got injured. Yeah, he's out. But they're still splitting targets between you know Sutton and Judy. Jerry Judy. That's not. I don't love that. Um, it's better now that there's only two of them. But it could be it could be eighty yard games every week for both of them, and that's no good for anyone. I mean, at, not counting last season, but the season before, what we saw, you know, with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett when they kind of split receptions, both of them could go off at either game. Yeah, like, exactly. So I'm not worried about that. But I do, before we move on, want to get your opinion on the other guy that I, you know, everyone's going to draft him in probably the first or, you know, early second round, and that's Tyreek Hill. I just, I, I'm not a big Tua fan. I know Jalen Waddle had a decent year last year. I just, I don't see, I actually see a significant drop off in Tyreek Hill's production. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Jalen Waddle is he had a good year last year. Very I'm good. Not, maybe I'm wrong, but did he, he may have had a hundred catches last year. Um, um, he was close to that. I'd have to look it up. He had a lot of receptions, like a surprising amount of receptions. And uh, there's just not going to be enough volume for Tyreek to, to, Put up. I mean, I don't know how many receptions he had last year. I'm going to guess it was like 100, 110, um, maybe less than that. But, you know, he, he had probably had 1,400 yards. Yeah, Waddle touchdowns. had 104 receptions, yep. Yeah, and, and you know, those are receptions that will stay because they're not, you know, those were really, you know, what was his average yards per, per catch? For Waddle? Yeah. I'd have to look at that, but I do know I just looked up. Uh, Tyreek had a one eleven catches for the uh, for the Chiefs last year. Yeah. Well, the thing about Waddle is I think his average, right? So yeah. he had yeah, his average was nine point eight. So that's yeah, that's like, great. That's like a, a slot receiver, pretty much. Right? That's not someone who's going deep ever, right? The, I saw the longest catch I, catch I saw Jalen Waddle make. Well, so as long was fifty seven, right? That's that's pretty short, and I'm sure that. That was probably like a screen pass on top of that. Right. Um, but I think the short catches will stay. So I think Waddle is actually okay. But Tyreek, you know, him catching, you know, deep shots downfield, that's going to be tough. Yeah, I think Waddle's better suited for a PPR league over standard for sure. But, you know, just with Tua, I would have to say, yeah, I would trust Waddle if I had a Dolphins wide receiver over Hill. So I think just before we move on to the running backs, Another guy I actually think is a bit underrated, and I've said this for a while, is I really like Michael Pittman this year. I think that he's really going to excel with Matt Ryan as his QB. You know, he he underrated. He had one of like he had a lot of targets last year, and I just think that Carson Wentz wasn't the best receive. You know, wasn't the best quarterback for him. So, what do you think of Pittman? Yeah, we've talked about Pittman quite a bunch. And since we've started talking about him, I, you know, I've started liking him a, a heck of a lot more. Um, he is, you know, he's big and he's he's kind of a, an every down player. I would say he he skews a little bit towards longer receptions, but that's perfect for Matt Ryan. Right. If Matt Ryan can do anything, it's it's he can throw a ball deep. Right. Um, he's had so many deep targets like Calvin Ridley, obviously Julio Jones in Atlanta in the past. Uh, I think he needs Michael Pittman. I think their play action game is going to be absolutely absurd. Um, and, and Matt Ryan knows how to run the play action, right? That's what got him an MVP in whatever year it was, 2015. 
Yeah. Uh, that's what it was. So I agree. I like my, Michael Pittman a lot. Yeah, perfect. So let's move on to running backs. So let's look at their rankings. Now, this again is standard according to fantasypros.com. And you have Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, and Saquon Barkley rounding out the top 10. So, Jacob, based on this top 10 in standard scoring, who do you think is too high, too low, shouldn't be there, and who should be there? So, like this week, Kareem Hunt blew up, right? He right. won out of Cleveland. So, I actually uh, took the time and put a bet on Nick Chubb to lead the league in rushing yards. Wow. I think Nick Chubb is so good at football. It is unbelievable. Yeah. He's like a little hamster, but he's also like a little hamster that runs a 4-3 and is absolutely jacked beyond belief, right? He runs the ball slightly awkwardly, right? He, he, he almost runs the ball, not like a running back, but that's just because he's so fast. He doesn't need to, right? He takes much bigger steps than what, you know, running backs normally take, but he is so fast. And if you, if you let him get around the edge, he is just gone. Right. He is literally just gone. He reminds me a lot of Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is a little bit more conservative, but Nick Chubb, oh my God, can that dude run? And if, uh, you know, Watson, Watson's probably not going to play this year. Uh, so it, it was a little bit silly. But if Watson does play, I mean, Nick Chubb is going to light it up like crazy. Yeah. I like Nick Chubb a lot too. And I don't, I, you know, whether it is Watson or Jacoby Brissett as the Browns quarterback, I don't think that takes away from his production. I think Nick Chubb is probably going to finish the year as a top, if he stays healthy, as a top five running back in the game. Mm -hmm. I will say, you know, we talked about this on past episodes. I'm huge on Najee Harris this year. Again, yeah. even though you ha do have Trubisky as your quarterback, I think that only increases Najee's performance level. I think you're going to see a lot of short screen passes. I think he's going to increase the number of, targets he gets I really like Najee I think he's going to be a touchdown machine mm -hmm. I would probably rank him a hundred percent ahead of Joe Mixon for sure I don't yeah. even know why Joe Mixon is ranked number six I don't know even know if I put Joe Mixon in my top 10 this yeah. week I mean what do you think about Mixon well you know he's such a polarizing player he's been so good like you know almost eight years ago he came out so strong and his career has kind of been a dud up until, you know, the rest of the Bengals popped off. But he is in such an unbelievably good situation. It's hard to ignore, right? He is yeah. on a top eight offense this year. He's on a team that's going to be competing every single week. So there's going to be a lot of running the ball for Cincinnati. Right. Uh, I like Joe Mixon, actually. You know, the thing about this list is it's almost the same thing as every other year. The guys one through five. I mean, I probably won't draft a single one. I would, I would be let down if I drafted a single one of those guys. I'm looking for a wide receiver to, to start off my draft. And then I'm looking for guys like Leonard Fournette. I'm looking for guys like Zeke Elliott, right? I'm looking for guys like DeAndre Swift. To me, and, and Cam Akers and David Montgomery and, and you know, Brees Hall, just, I'm just looking for starting running backs. That's all I want because you know, the year is going to play out as it will. And so many of these guys in tier three are going to end up being tier one, right? right? Zeke Elliott could be the best back in fantasy this year, right? Everyone knows that, right? He has been bad, you know, compared to what he was. Right. But same thing with Cam Akers. He's an unbelievable talent. 
on the best offense in the league. You know, that's biased because I'm a Rams fan. Leonard Fournette, same exact situation, three down back on one of the best offenses in the league. I'm not, you know, wasting draft capital on, on a, you know, the, the most injury potential, you know, potentially be injured position when I can get a guy who's going to get 95% of the points, you know, yeah. two rounds later. I'm a hundred percent with you. I've always, especially after my late Avion Bell debacle, I've always drafted a wide receiver first. And it's just, it's one of my peeves. Like I, I don't like a running back, like you said, that's going to get hurt. Like I don't see a ridiculously high drop off between if you had say, you know, a Christian McCaffrey or a Derrick Henry and you waited to get a Nick Chubb. Like I, I think actually I'd prefer Nick Chubb over C-Mac just because C-Mac I know is going down for a few games. Like <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but it's inevitable. So yeah. I'd rather have Chubb on my team. DeAndre Swift, I'm really high on Swift this year. I'm high yeah. on a lot of Lions positions players, to be honest, this mm-hmm. year. So Swift's a guy that I'm, I'm drafting over a Joe Mixon. Yeah, too, absolutely. If you look at the top, the tier one running backs, you know, Jonathan Taylor, I'm not going to fault anyone for drafting him, you know, number one. Again, same thing with, I can understand a case for Derrick Henry. C-Mac, I just don't understand how you could take another shot with him. Like, unless, <laughs> rather, I'd rather not draft C-Mac and then have him go off all year than draft him and watch him play five games all season. Like, yeah. that that's me. But and Dalvin Cook's another guy. I know he has tremendous talent. It's just he's a guy, again, he's going to get injured. But he doesn't miss as many games as people think. He will miss, you know, maybe one or two a year. So I'd actually draft Dalvin Cook over McCaffrey, too. What about you? Yeah, I think the best guy on this list from a safety perspective is Eckler. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's going to catch 80, 80 passes, which is obviously huge for my league. But I love he also that. doesn't get hurt. And I think he's a reasonably easy guy to handcuff. I think anyone who lines up at running back in the Chargers system does well. We've seen that all the way since Phillip Rivers and Melvin Gordon. You know, the Chargers running back is, is like a coveted position in fantasy football. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I could see taking him. But if I had my choice, like every other year, I'm drafting last, right? You know, I think having the last pick or, you know, anywhere in the second half is, is great what you really don't want is first, right? Cause John and Taylor Taylor is not worth Saquon Barkley plus Leonard Fournette, right? No way in hell. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying this as a giants fan, but a lot of people don't think Saquon Barkley belongs at number 10 because he hasn't had a good season since his rookie year. I think the opposite. I think he has his best season this year because he's entering the fifth year. It's his last year of his, of his rookie contract. He's playing for a contract next season. He's not going to want to have a bad year where then he's just going to be a running back that gets one-year deals the rest of his career. I think he really comes out strong this year. I think he does manage to stay healthy. I think that they have a great new offense with Brian DeBall as their head coach. So for me, I'm high on Saquon this year. Now, I'm not drafting him in the first round. That I'm not that high on him. But, you know, if he, if I have like a pick, you know, toward beginning of the third and, you know, or even end of the second, I might take a shot at Saquon that high. What about you? Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. The fact that he's in a rookie year, that's or he's in the last year of his contract. That's a big deal. Uh, players play well in the last year of their contract. And, you know, the year after they get a big one, they don't always play so well. Um, 
I like that reasoning, but you know, that's a guy I'm going after is Saquon Barkley, yeah. uh, Leonard Fournette, Zeke Elliott, Cam Akers. I mean, those four guys, I, I, I want two of them and, and that's all I care about. DeAndre Swift too. Um, you know, if I have a pick where I can get Nick Chubb, yeah, maybe. Um, but you know, honestly, first pick overall, I'm kind of looking to go, I'm kind of looking at Cooper Cup, to be honest. If I had the first pick in the draft, I'm probably taking Cooper Cup. Yeah, as, I'm taking Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I've never liked taking running backs first overall because I mean, if that guy gets hurt, it's just it's your season's over. Yeah. I think, you know, getting back to the top 10, like. Like I said, Joe Mixon, I'm not high on. I know you're high on. I can see your case, too, because they did just totally revamp the offensive line. They signed Alex Kappa from uh, the Bucks. They signed, uh, what's his face, uh, Leo Collins from the Cowboys. So oh, they wow. definitely upgraded their line, and they needed to because Joe Burrow led the league in sacks last season. So yeah, they getting Leo Collins is huge. So I, I do understand the case for Joe Mixon. I just think that last year was, you know, kind of a resurgence for him and his fantasy value is going to take a hit. I just think that they are going to become more of a pass first offense. I mean, they already are a pass first offense, but I think especially with Joe Burrow's success, they have three highly talented receivers. They're going to want to air it out as much as they can. So if I were to really replace anyone in this top 10, I would take Joe Mixon out. And I would probably put Leonard Fournette in the top 10 because, like we talked about, he's going to get his receptions. He's the Bucks' number one running back, and I don't even think it's close Like when you compare his backups. So, you know, who are you keeping this top 10, or are you taking someone out and putting someone in? Yeah, you know, this list actually looks okay to me. Okay. Uh, I would put Fournette in. I, You know, I may take Najee Harris out just because he's in the worst situation of any of these guys. He's got the worst offensive line. He's got the worst quarterback. He's got the worst offense. He's on a team that's going to be throwing the ball late in games. But he also, I do know, he's going to get 20 touches a game. It's Pittsburgh. They're going to run the ball. That's what they do. Yep. He's in a good overall organization, and he's kind of the star now. Uh, I don't know. Did he catch a lot of passes last year? Uh, I think he got like 45, maybe. Yeah, that's not bad. You know, I I think Najee Harris is okay. I'm actually okay with this list. I would, uh, I I would put Fournette. Sorry, I was way off. He got 74 passes last year. Yeah, yeah, so he's good. Uh, I mean, yeah, so he can stay. I I actually, I think it's fine. I just switch Barkley and and Leonard Fournette. Um, You know, I would probably put Barkley at 11. I don't think Aaron Jones is going to do anything this year. Um, but you know, as I said, like the later guys are what matter to me. I'm not even looking at the top 10 really. You know, I'm looking at Bryce Hall, Brees Hall, you know, I know I don't draft, I don't like drafting rookies, but he's just good. He's just going to get touches on day one. Yeah. Right? Brees Travis, Hall Travis is, I got into an argument with a few people on Twitter the other day about Brees Hall. I know I wrote him off pretty quickly in the beginning, but then the more the last week and a half, I'd say the more research I did on him, the guy was a beast at Iowa state. And he can catch the ball too. I think he had 36 receptions last year for Ohio, for Iowa State in only 12 games. So yeah. he's gonna get his receptions. Like you said, it's the Jets. They're not gonna be, you know, throwing it deep downfield. They're gonna be doing a lot of screens with Zach Wilson. They're gonna be running it a lot. So Brees Hall's a guy, you know, I think he, I'm looking at fantasy pros. He's ranked number 20 in standard leagues. He's a guy I would even put up to that tier three because I would take a shot at him. Like you said, 
He's going to be the number one guy. It's not, you know, it's he people that say, well, he's going to be sharing uh, carries with Michael Carter. Michael Carter is not a threat to him. I think it's this is Brees Hall's game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I like that strategy. You know, get your wide receivers first. I mean, they're going to get you the big points and then get your mid-level running back. So I'm 100 percent on board with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, last guy we might want to talk a little bit about is Javante Williams. Yeah. Right. Is Melvin Gordon done? So he hurt his foot at practice yesterday and, you know, all indications is that it's not a big deal. He's fine. He He's going to be fine for the beginning of the season. And this is another thing which on Twitter, I got into an argument with, would you take Bryce Hall or Javante Williams? I, I just, I don't know. I am not high on Javante Williams. I still think Melvin Gordon is going to be healthy. I still think that they're going to split carries. Maybe Javante Williams gets 60% and Melvin Gordon gets 40%. Yeah. But I think when it comes to those short touchdown situations, they're going to give it to Melvin Gordon. And I don't know. I don't like drafting running backs that have the, that are going to split time yeah, with, exactly. their, with their things. Now I always, I have always liked Aaron Jones. I will say that even when he was splitting carries with Williams and with not Javante Williams, the other Williams, Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon. But, you know, Aaron Jones could also go out and, you know, he, you knew he was going to get his touches along with his receptions too. So yeah. I don't like Javante Williams. What about you? Yeah. They're just, they're just, you know, being drafted too high. Yeah. I, I think if one of them, if one of them gets hurt, the other one is like, you know, that's the thing. If one of them gets hurt, then right. If we're going into the season and Melvin Gordon, you know, it has been traded to the bills then Javante Williams is in that tier two list of running backs, right? Right. So it, it, that's what it is to me. You know, it's like if both of them are trending down after week five, I'm, I may look to snatch both of them, right? Because right. injuries in, in fantasy football can be the biggest thing, right? It sucks that it's, you know, can have a positive impact on your fantasy team when someone's getting hurt. But that's just how it is, right? These guys have so much upside potential spread amongst them. Uh, and it's interesting, actually, you know, last year in standard, Gordon finished ahead of Williams, right? They were 17 and 18, respectively. I mean, that's not bad, right? 17 and 18 as a floor, right? I don't know. It, it's a tricky situation. I'll stay away from it. But uh, one of those guys could put up a big season. Yeah, totally. Because, you know, if Melvin Gordon is out the entire year, which I don't think he is from, I'm mean, even double checking and all indications seem like, it's just a minor foot injury. He'll be fine by week one, but he does have an injury history. Let's not argue that. It's just, we talked about this last week where I kind of said in your fantasy don'ts, don't draft players with controversy. Well, not that there's controversy, but I don't draft players with question marks like that. So A, I'm definitely not drafting Melvin Gordon and B, Javante Williams. I'm just not going to draft as high as others because, you know, what if Melvin Gordon is healthy and they really do become just this backfield tandem where, you know, some games Devonte goes off some games, Melvin Gordon goes off an interesting stat. I did look up last year is, you know, out of the 17 games last year, Javante Williams had eight games where he failed to accumulate 10 fantasy points. Like, it, like if you have him on your team and half of the games that he played, he didn't even get you 10 fantasy points. I don't care what you say. That is just 
a disappointment for your draft, you know? Yeah. Maybe the next week he goes out and gets you 30 something, but then he turns into eight point performance. Like I don't like players that aren't consistent. That's why I like Keenan Allen. That's why I like Mike Evans. I want yeah. my week to week consistency. So exactly. I'm kind of with you. I'm staying away from them. Cool. So we do have only a little bit of time left. So let's quickly move on to the quarterbacks. Now in a standard league, here are the rankings from one to 10. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, and Dak Prescott. So, Jacob, who do you like? Who do you not like in this rankings? And, you know, who would you put in or take out? I know Stafford's right on the top yeah. of the list. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, the, I, I look at this the same way I look at running backs. Uh, there's no there's no reason to draft Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. When a guy sitting there so amazingly like Matthew Stafford at 12 or Aaron Rodgers at 13 or Derek Carr at 14. I mean, I'm sorry, but those three guys right there, 12, 13, 14, could be two, three, and four, right? And I would actually say, like, I think that Matthew Stafford is going to put up more fantasy points this year than a lot of those guys, right? Same thing with Derek Carr, a lot of those guys. Um, the ones I don't like in the top 10 right now, I think Jalen Hurts, it's fine. I understand he puts up, he puts up a lot of fantasy points, right? He's going to run. Yep. I just think, I just think the the spread is so tightly packed and there's so much uncertainty. You know, I would say that knocks down guys like Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, because they might get hurt. Um, and I mean, geez, that list right there, Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and Derek Carr, and then Kirk Cousins. Yeah, like Kirk those are five solid fantasy guys. Those are oh yeah, those are five solid packet pocket passers that you know, all of which put up good seasons last year. Uh, all of which are in better situations besides Aaron Rodgers than they were last year. But oh, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm I guarantee you. I'm taking one of those four guys. Yeah, I know it's going to be Stafford because I take Stafford every year. But even if it wasn't, it would be one of those four guys, and I would take him late, and I would be so happy about it. We talked about extensively that, you know, I'm not high in Jalen Hurts. I'm not even drafting him in fantasy. Like, I know he's going to run. He's going to get you yards on the ground. But when when you go up against a team, you know, let's say, you know, a, I don't know their schedule off the top of my head. But if you have to play a team like the Packers – and the Bucks, where you're going to be forced to throw the ball, as we saw in the wild card game. I just, you know, I'm just not high on running quarterbacks. I, I really am not. I yeah. really don't have a problem with one through four on this list. I think Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, you take any of those four, I think you're fine with. I might be a little, you know, hesitant on Lamar Jackson just because he is coming from an injury, which forced him out, I, I believe, the last six games of the season last year. I don't know how he's going to adjust. Maybe he does choose to run less. He also lost his top target in Hollywood mm -hmm. Brown. And Hollywood so, Brown is good. Yeah, so there's. I think there's going to be a little bit of a drop-off. Kyler Murray, same thing. I'm just not high on. We saw he's not as gr good of a fantasy player or a player in general without DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins is suspended for the first six games of the season. Yeah. So for me, I'm very high on your Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson. My personal rankings – you know, I guess I, I would say this is fair because they don't run. But me personally, I'm taking Burrow, Brady, or Wilson over Murray and over Hertz. Maybe not Lamar Jackson because Lamar does have, you know, the history of being, you know, an MVP. But I think I think Stafford I would put definitely above Dak Prescott 
for sure. He's going to throw your yards. He's going to, he's going to get you touchdowns. Otherwise, you know, one through 10, I don't really have any other problems with this list. Any other ones that you see, Jacob? Um, I'm looking at the, the rankings from last year. If I go to average points per game, Stafford finished sixth. Right. First was Brady, right? Brady was the number one fantasy quarterback last year. Then Herbert, then Allen, then Burrow, then Mahomes, then Stafford, then Jackson, then Murray, then Prescott, then Rogers. Uh, the yeah, drop so there's off. your case. You know, st- don't, stay away from the running quarterbacks. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. I mean, Jalen Hurts. Well, my league's different. Right. Uh, yeah. You're right. You know, unfortunately, I can't really easily uh, short by standard scoring. Right. But uh, I just don't understand how you could reject Stafford to be 11th when he threw 41 touchdowns last year. He got a new stud receiver and he's going to throw less picks this year. I mean, I don't know if Stafford's going to throw 41 touchdowns again, but I don't think he's going to throw 17 picks again. I think he's going to throw closer to eight or 10. Um, I mean, I think too, with Allen Robinson, you know, you, you saw what he did once Odell Beckham got on the team. I think his production increases this year. Yeah. That's a little bit mind blowing to me. I mean, Stafford always gets disrespected. His Madden rating is still an 83 after winning the Super Bowl. Um, Dak Prescott is another guy I'm crazy high on. You know, last year, 37 touchdowns, 10 picks. But that's after being taken out of so many games early. I like Dak Prescott a lot. Um, Aaron Rodgers was 37 touchdowns, four picks last year. I don't know what to make of Aaron Rodgers because they literally have nothing in Green Bay for him to throw to. Yeah, I mean, you got, what, Randall Cobb as your number one guy, rookie Christian Watson. Aaron Rodgers, though, has never been, you know, at least the past few seasons, he's never been one of your top fantasy guys because I feel like in in recent years, you know, when it comes to the red zone, they'll give it to Aaron Jones. They'll give it to A.J. Dillon. They don't necessarily rely on Aaron Rodgers to get the the deep ball. So I understand Dak Prescott. I just, again, I think he does get a little bit of a drop-off this year not having Amari Cooper, you know, not just being used to the wide receiving core he's used to getting. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, I still would put Stafford over Prescott. I might even put Derek Carr. No, I wouldn't put Derek Carr over Prescott now that I think of it, because Derek Carr will still get you more interceptions than yeah. than than than, um, than Prescott. But I, I guess really just my only issue is Jalen Hurts, just because I don't, and I know people just are going to keep calling me a Jalen Hurts hater, but I just don't see the production. And I, I, I'm like you, all my, all my fantasy quarterbacks have always been pass first quarterbacks. I don't like your Kyler Murray's, your Jalen Hurts is even Lamar Jackson for me. I'm just, I like the traditional quarterback. Yeah. It's interesting. Jalen Hurts had 10 rushing touchdowns last year. I mean, that's, that's a lot of rushing phenomenal. touchdowns. <laughs> that's um, a lot, but, too. You know, Josh yeah. Allen also had six, right? Josh Allen, I, I think he is the number one guy. Like, I won't just – like, if you want to take Josh Allen in round three or round four, I'm not going to knock you on it. But, you know, I'd rather wait and take – you know, I don't think there's a huge drop-off between Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, definitely. Patrick Mahomes, even though he doesn't have Tyreek Hill, I still think he's, you know, he's going to get you the touchdowns. They're going to be thrown yeah, in the field. So I think uh, Tyreek suffers a lot more than Mahomes does. Oh, this year. absolutely. 
But, you know, I think Brady and Burrow are still getting disrespected. I mean, there were games where Joe Burrow threw 400, 500 yards last season. Like, yeah. like I think they're only uh, improving. So. So we got uh, five minutes left. Yep. Week one, the some of these top quarterbacks, uh, Josh Allen and Stafford face off. Who do you think is going to win the game? Oh, man. And it, I forget. Are they they're in L.A., right? Yeah, they're in L.A. I would say I'm taking the bills with the points, but I will take the Rams money line to win. I, I think that it's going to be yeah. a high scoring game. Definitely go ahead and take the over. I think both offenses are going to perform. I think both defenses are going to perform, but you know, primetime games, I got to side with the home team. Well, I am so excited for the game. <laughs> are you uh, tickets yet? I, I may actually go. It's crazy. I was living in L.A. during the season last year, and I never went. Uh, it was too expensive. And, you know, there is some truth in the fact that football games, it's a lot of fun to watch them on TV. Being in person, it's fun and it's cool, but uh, I don't know if it's always worth the, the $400 price tag they put on it. Fortunately, um, I got to go. I've gotten to go to a lot of Rams games. Back when I was with Fox Sports 2, we used to get, you know, if there was leftover tickets, we would get – and, you know, I got really good tickets. I haven't been to the new stadium in L.A. yet last year um, because I was pregnant. So I didn't go to any games. Yeah. But I hear nothing but great things about it, that it's just electrifying to be in. Yeah, I've heard that too. Like, you know, when I saw them play at, at the Coliseum, you know, Rams games are just fun. There's just so much offense there. And I was actually at uh, when the Rams played the Packers. I don't know if you remember the game, but the Packers had a chance to win the game with like less than two minutes left. And then Ty Montgomery fumbled on the kickoff oh, and, no. and totally like blew the game, but it happened like right in front of me. So oh. NFL games are fun. I think the tailgating is the best part. I will say that. Cause it's just a lot of camaraderie and yeah. whatnot, but yeah, definitely. If you get a chance to come down that that's probably one going to be one of the best games to watch of the year. Yeah. I I'm thinking about it. I'm really thinking about it. Because uh, be a nice trip to LA, go to the game on a Thursday. Josh, it would be awesome. I'm only been to one uh, one football game. It was Lions versus Giants, actually in oh, MetLife, wow. and it was that year the Giants had the crazy good defense. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, not worried about our defense. It's our offense that we can never seem to figure out. Well, yeah, you guys are having fights at training camp now. Yep, that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's never a good sign. That was a that was a common place at, at Lions camp. Yeah, but unfortunately, that is all the time we have. I know we could talk about this for another hour or two and, and not miss a beat. But we will be back next week. We'll have another. We'll have one more episode. We'll think of the topic, but the week after that, you know, probably the last week of August, I think we'll do a mock draft on here. We'll get a few of our Zen Sports family to join and we thank you all for joining so before we sign off jacob any last thoughts i uh, hope everyone's having a nice day remember when the season rolls around we'll have dfs competitions on the zen sports app and we hope to play some of you all right everyone take care